What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Am I a little hot there? I think I am. Today is Monday, November the 13th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 968 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonas Massey, why? They will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, man, we have got another great show for you here today, chock full of information because you know what? That's what we do, man. I mean, it is crazy. We are in basketball season. I have spent the last hour and a half just catching up with uh, all our prep teams, what they're getting ready to do, all our hometown heroes, everything else, man. Have we got a show for you here today? If you want to know what is going on in the world of sports here in Kinston and Lenora County, hell, we'll throw in Greene County and Jones County with that too. Even Pitt County. Man, we have got, uh, I have, uh, you're going to be very happy, Keith Spence. That's all I got to say, okay? Listen, joining me on our Spence, our, speaking of Keith Spence, on our Spence Automotive Guest Line in about 20 minutes, he's the dean of uh, all ENC Sports Talk hosts. He's also the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on uh, 252 ESPN and uh, 107.5 in Greenville and New Bern and wherever you're driving around. In Lenore County, you can hear him, too, on 107.5 in your automobile. Uh, it's Mark Panicelli. Uh, we've got a lot to talk to him about, man, from the NFL games yesterday. How about ECU winning its first FBS game of the year? Uh, a spectacular upset and a, a nice win. A nice win for the Pirates, but we'll talk to him about all that. and We'll, we'll talk about a little bit ourselves here in a little bit before we get him up on the line with us. But Mark Panicelli in our first hour. And then uh, in our second hour, man, we've got some exciting things that are going on uh, in Kenston and Lenora County, and he is one of the movers and shakers who's helping uh, making it happen. He's going to be telling us about a potential, or not potential, it's a BMX event that's going to be taking place on April 20th in, uh, in Kenston. It's Kevin Al- Albritton. Albritton? 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 He is making his uh, debut. He's making his Brian Hanks show debut in our second hour. We'll uh, be talking to him about that. We'll get to know him a little bit. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, Linda knows him, knows his family. And uh, when I told her he was coming on, she was very excited about it. So uh, I know his wife is involved with uh, Parks and Recreation uh, Dance, I believe, uh, and Dance and Gymnastics. And uh, just like I said, a family is very involved in, uh, in Lenora County and very excited to talk to him. Uh, he present, I'm on the Kent's Lenora County Parks and Recreation Commission. And a few months ago, uh, he uh, presented uh, 
what he would like to see happen in downtown Kinston with uh, BMX. We've got, you know, I'll let him tell you all about it because I'm going to mess it up. But that's our second hour. So our first hour, Mark Panicelli, our second hour, Calvin, Kevin, all Britain. So very excited to have uh, both of them on today's show. But man, what was I? What did I tell you? We have a lot to talk about here uh, before we get uh, Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us. Man, had a good time yesterday. Let's get, let's get you caught up with uh, sports over the weekend. Uh, LCC men's basketball, they had quite the weekend. Uh, they won at Central Carolina Community College in Sanford on Friday, 84-82. to uh, Just a very impressive win for them. Uh, on the road, improved to 2-0 with that. But, man, yesterday had a tough loss yesterday. But, man, <laughs> tell you what, man, in an entertaining game, Jacques Pasleg uh, went with me to the game. I got to hear my boy Ricky Whaley on the mic. I have missed that. Uh, because the last volleyball game we went to, uh, he was out sick. Uh, Calvin Sutton uh, stepped in for him on the mic. And nothing against Coach Sutton. I think the world of him. I loved him to death when he was the head football co- coach over in North Lenore. But, man, uh, it was good to hear uh, my boy, like I said, uh, Ricky Whaley on the mic. He did a great, great job, as he always does. But, man, the game itself was a just an amazing game. LCC starts out, they're down by 16 midway through the, well, about a, uh, midway through the first half, 38-22. Then they rushed all the way back, went on a 20-2 run, took the lead, and uh, then I think it was an eight-point game at halftime. They were down by eight at half. Uh, it, it was just, like I said, it, it was just such a good game uh, yesterday. They ended up, uh, they were playing Cleveland Community College. I guess I can tell you that, too. Uh, the second half was the same. Uh, they fell behind by 10 or 12 points in the second half. Battled all the way back. Took a lead in the final minute of the game. But uh, ended up losing the game 74-72. Uh, to 72, And, uh, man, I got to tell you something. If you've not seen LCC this year, and well, unless you went to one of the road games or you were at yesterday's game, you missed a, uh, a heck of a game. It was a heck of a game yesterday. You've got plenty of, plenty of opportunities to see them. Uh, they host Bryant and Stratton. That's Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Then they travel to Johnston Community College Thursday at 7. And then they travel to Fayetteville Tech Saturday at 3. So they're going to play uh, three games in a uh, four-day period. Uh, like I said, at home against Bryant and Stratton Wednesday. That's at 6. Then on the road to Johnston Community College Thursday at 7, and then Fayetteville Tech Saturday at 3. So uh, get out there. Jacques was impressed. He'll even tell you, man. Just a lot of fun watching them. This is an exciting team, y'all. This is not the team from the previous couple of seasons with five or six guys on the on the team all together. Uh, they were amazing. I, I was very, very, like I said, just very impressed with how well they played. And, uh, again, just a great atmosphere at the Sportatorium. And, again, Jacques, who had never been to a game before, was just blown away by how awesome it was. So uh, I got to see my friend Lynn Hartzell. He was there. Uh, and uh, just just a good time, man, just a good time. Hope to see a bunch of you out. I'm going to do my best to be out at Wednesday's game, too, against Bryant and Stratton, especially uh, as well as they've opened this season up. A 91-point win to open the season. They were down by 17 at Central Carolina on Friday. They came back and won that game by two. And then, like I said yesterday, uh, down by 16, down by 10 or 12 in the second half. Battled back three different times in that game yesterday. And, uh, man, 
just a lot of fun, man. An absolute lot of fun. Uh, local player Clarence Burton was uh, played very well yesterday, too. He ended up with 18 points, 8 rebounds, and a loss. Uh, it just it was a tough loss, too. Uh, it came down to the very end, uh, down by one point, had the ball under their own basket, and uh, just unable to convert. Just a, a turnover on the inbounds play. It just kind of went downhill from there. But, man, just, golly, what a great game it was yesterday. Uh, and, again, uh, see uh, Wednesday, Brighton Stratton at home, then Johnson Community College at Johnson Community College on Thursday at Fable Tech on Saturday. Yeah, I've got to get this in. Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Clements sends me this in all caps, and he never sends me anything in all caps, but I'll add this into my roundup here, Mr. Clements. How about the NC State Wolfpack women? Not the men's team, who is playing by the, uh, playing pretty good, by the way, but uh, the women uh, take down UConn. If I read that right, I think it was the first time since 1998, maybe. Uh, definitely, probably before the Geno uh, reign of terror up in <laughs> UConn. But congratulations to the Wolfie women, uh, and congratulations to you, Mr. Clemens. That was uh, quite a win. I didn't watch any of that, but I saw the, the score of it, and Man, uh, number two, Connecticut, too. I mean, this is not a, a down team for Connecticut. This is a pretty doggone good team for Connecticut. Uh, but, uh, again, a uh, a good win for them. How about ECU, man? You want to talk about having a good Saturday? The ECU uh, athletics department had a great Saturday. The foot, Well, first, uh, the men's basketball team. They won at home Saturday. Uh, Paul and I and little Levi, we went to that game, and it was awesome. Uh, they uh, beat Campbell 77-63. to uh, They are now 2-0. and They are home versus South Carolina Upstate Wednesday at 7, and then home against Northeastern Sunday at 2. But a good win for them. I got to mention this, though, uh, as uh, Paul and I, it's getting down to the final minute. We, you know, we stayed for the whole game. We wanted to get some pictures with Levi uh, around the arena after the game was over. But they had already put the game away. But for whatever reason, I decided to look at the point spread. And uh, just to see what the point spread was, it was 12 and a half. When I looked at it, ECU was down by a point. This was like 45 seconds, 50 seconds left in the game. And uh, I looked at the point. Like I said, I looked at the point spread. as 12 and a half. They ended up scoring, I think, the last five points of the game. They ended up winning 77 to 63. But, man, don't you ever, 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 ever don't think that uh, Vegas doesn't know because Vegas knows. And, uh, you know, everybody else, you know, people are clearing out of the building there in the final minute. And Paul and I, we're just sitting there just transfixed by what's going on with the point spray because we somebody in Vegas was happy. As always, somebody in Vegas wasn't happy. But, again, a big win for the ECU men's basketball team, 77-63. to 63. And they beat the point spread uh, against uh, Campbell. And then how about the football team, man? Let's give some love to the ECU Pirates who uh, ended up, they kicked five field goals in the game. They traveled to uh, Boca Raton, Florida, and they went 22-7 to on Saturday. They are now 2-8 and eight overall. And uh, congratulations to them. And you know what? People can take all the pot shots they want to, but whatever, man. Uh, congratulations to the Pirates. For that win, that was a good win. They were not favored to win. I tell you what, I need to look at them against the spread because uh, ECU has done very well against the spread this year. And I mean, just off the top of my head, I can tell you the Michigan game at the beginning of the season when they were like 36 and a half point underdogs, they ended up losing that game only 30 to three. Uh, there was another game 
Uh, the SMU game, they beat the spread in that one. I, hold on, I've got their schedule right here in front of me. I can tell you this. Uh, the Tulane game, obviously the Tulane game, they were, what, 13-and-a-half, 14-point under, or 12-and-a-half point underdogs in that game. They only lost 13-10. to 10. I'm telling you, uh, ECU, they might not be winning games on the football field, but they're winning the games uh, against the spread. And, uh, hey, you are listening to Bet on the Ball, so, you know, we're kind of excited about that. And, again, man, a very, very good win for uh, ECU as they are building towards next year. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They are building towards next year. They're at Navy at noon uh, this week, and it's going to be on national television. It's going to be on ESPN News. The game will be uh, broadcast there. So uh, you'll get to watch that game on ESPN News this Saturday at noon at Navy. Then they wrap up their season at home versus Tulsa. Here's the thing. I got I found one point spread. As you know, a lot of places, uh, they don't put the point spreads out uh, this early. It's still five days until the game. But I did find on americasline.com, uh, ECU only three-point underdogs at Navy, which to me, I think they're looking at their schedule the past couple of weeks. I mean, Tulane, that they only lost by three. They went on the road at FAU. I think it's going to be a heck of a game at Navy this week. And, again, that is at uh, (laughs) – that game was at – I just read your text there, Mr. Clemens, and you're right. I'm going to talk to uh, Mark Panicelli about Jimbo Fisher over the weekend. And, man, good God. (laughs) Again. We'll talk. Uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, steps down at uh, Texas A&M, guaranteed seventy-six million dollars coming to him over the next ten years. Seventy-six million dollars to not work. That's one of the things that Coach Hartzell and Jacques and I were talking about yesterday at the LCC game. Just blows my mind, man. Absolutely blows my mind. Uh, I, I got to find. Hey. Uh, uh, Jason Bryant, hey, uh, Tony, pay me not to work. I would love that. I mean, I won't even take $76 million. I'll take, uh, you know, $76,000 not to work. It's just, It just blows my mind that uh, – anyway, we'll get to that with uh, Mark Panicelli here in, uh, in just a few minutes. In fact, uh, goodness gracious, time's flying. Probably about five minutes or so we'll talk to him about that. Back to ECU again, though, uh, that game – uh, it's their final road game of the year. It's penultimate game of the season. The midshipmen are favored by three in that game. Uh, the ECU women, we got to see their banner on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, you know, the, they had some banner difficulties when they were trying to drop it or, uh, the middle of last week uh, to celebrate their AAU, uh, tournament championship last year. Uh, but it's a, it's a good looking banner. Uh, got a picture of it and everything. Uh, but they are off. Until Tuesday, uh, they will be at VCU on Tuesday, and I believe that's their only game next week. So that's our score updates on there. Let's get you. I tell you what. Uh, let me thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show, and have been pretty much since the very minute we started this uh, little party that we call the Brian Hank Show for more than sixty-five years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal cultural and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs lcc has its main campus right here in kinston at 231 highway 58 south but it also has satellite campuses in green county and jones county call lcc at 252-527-6223 visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in kinston snow hill or trenton 
to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to Jeannie Kennedy, to Catherine Pearson, just all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We really, truly do appreciate them for everything they do for us and for everything they do for our community, too. And they are one of our day one sponsors here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. They've been with us. That's right. Uh, we are three weeks away from our four-year anniversary here on the Brian Hanks Show. We start on December 2nd, 2019. And, uh, again, that date is rapidly approaching. And uh, LCC, been with us ever since the very first show that we did uh, back in uh, December 2nd, 2019. Uh, as has uh, UNC Lenore Health Healthcare, uh, who sponsors our uh, big interview every day here on the show, as does GoEco Office Automation, the sponsor of our birthday game we do in our second hour of every day's show. Uh, Spence Automotive. Love some Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. By the way, Keith, I've got to come by and get an oil change, man. I'll be doing that one day this week. Uh, but uh, thank you to uh, Keith and, and Spence Automotive, another one of our day ones, as is Woodman Life. We appreciate them. And Arendel Parrot Academy, uh, David Moody and Arendel Parrot Academy. They have been with us since the very beginning, too. Those, what, is that six? Our key, our, 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 uh, our, spectacular six or uh, whatever we call them uh, they're awesome and then all our other sponsors too that have uh, been with us uh, off and on but support the show and they are sponsors right now down east Prote protection systems love them king's restaurant got to get me some brenner at king's restaurant thank you to the kinston police department they are recruiting officers and you can call Sergeant Moody at 252-939-3208 for more information on that. Thank you to Davis Wholesale Tire, to Mills International, to Rillo Discount Drugs, to Lenore County Public Schools, to Lenore Tire and Appliance, the Down East Wood Ducks Elite Land Management. We appreciate each and every one of our sponsors. You guys are awesome. You help keep us on the air and, uh, and, uh, and help us get local sports out to uh, everybody here every day here monday through friday on the brian hank show hey uh, i wanted to give you an update on uh local sports too we just did uh you know ecu and lcc and heck even nc state women's basketball that's right high school basketball is right around the corner jacques pasolet your birthday's december 2nd how about that our four-year anniversary of the show will be his 35th birthday how cool is that i know he's not 35 but uh yeah, he's a good dude and we'll put that out there but hey he, we will be celebrating our fourth year anniversary on his birthday that is very cool hey uh high school basketball that's right it starts well actually for one team in our area bethel christian academy uh, it's already started. Uh, they played two games last week. I didn't even realize this. On Thursday and Friday, they played in the Carolina Classic Tournament. Uh, they did lose both of them. They lost to uh, Durham Fellowship Baptist 44-27 to on Thursday, and then they lost 54-40 to to uh, Hilltop Christian out of Fuquay Varina on Friday. But now they've played their first two games of the season. They're now off until November 28th, so another 18 days before you get a chance to see uh, Wilmington, or uh, before you get a chance to see Bethel Christian Academy. They will host Wilmington Christian that Tuesday night. Uh, so Bethel already got their season underway. Everybody else gets theirs underway either this week or a week from uh, today. Kenston Boys Basketball, they open their 23-24 season a week from today at Northern Nash. But the girls' Vikings uh, basketball team, they open f this Friday at home versus D.H. Conley. That game 
will be at 6 o'clock. North Lenore boys and girls basketball. They open their 23-24 season a week from today at Aiden Grifton. South Lenore uh, boys and girls basketball uh, with brand-new coaches on both sides. Uh, Thomas Earp is the boys' coach. Zach Pierce is the girls' coach. Uh, We're going to try to get them on this week because they open their season Friday at Croatan. Uh, so that's uh, when they open their season. Parent Academy, they open their 23-24 season a week from tomorrow on Tuesday, November the 21st. They'll take, take on Beargrass Charter. Uh, Green Central boys and girls basketball teams, uh, they open their 23-24 season a week from tomorrow at Eastern Wayne. Uh, on That's on Tuesday, November 21st. Aiden Grifton. Uh, the boys' basketball team, they open their season Wednesday, so just two days from today, uh, at uh, at home versus Pamlico County. The girls' basketball team will open their season a week from today versus North Lenore. And then Jones Sr., uh, hold on here. Uh, doggone it, I had it right here. From, there you go, Jones Sr., a boys' and girls' basketball they open their 23-24 seasons at Beargrass Charter. Man, Beargrass Charter play, playing a couple of our teams on Friday, this coming Friday. So there you go with that. Um, uh, bu- 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 uh, hey, let's give you a hometown hero update. Uh, a busy weekend for our hometown heroes, too. And I know I don't have everybody on this list, so... That's where you come in, dear listener. I need you to uh, help me out with this list. I've got Brandon. I've got Reggie. I've got Damian Dunn in Houston, Dontress Styles in Georgetown, Jerry Stackhouse in Vanderbilt, and, of course, the uh, trio of Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, and Amaji Dodd at Winston-Salem State. And, again, I know that's not everybody. I know we've got the North Nor uh, women's player that is uh, playing in Maryland uh, and we've got a couple more too. I know uh, Virginia Edmondson. I know we've got her. I think Rujan Walters is playing somewhere. I uh, help me out guys. If you know where these, uh, kids are playing, I guess I can call them kids who young people. Let me know. And we'll get them in the hometown hero update. So, uh, let me, let's uh, jump into it. A uh, Brandon Ingram and the new Orleans Pelicans, uh, kind of sliding back a little bit. They st- they won their first two games of the season. Now they've now lost six of their last eight and including, uh, two games over the weekend. They lost 104 to 101 uh, against uh, Reggie and the Houston Rockets uh, on Friday. Now, Brandon did lead all scorers with 31 points. He had also uh, six rebounds and five assists and a block shot. And then yesterday, they lost at home. They started a six game home straight, uh, homestand yesterday, and they lost to the. Uh, to the Dallas Mavericks yesterday, 136 to 124. But Brandon had 20 points, five rebounds, five assists in that game in 31 minutes. Uh, but uh, again, uh, the team not playing so well. Brandon playing great. Uh, what over the weekend he averaged uh, 28 points a game or uh, 25 points a game. So uh, good on him. They have uh, only two games, or I'm sorry, three games at home this week. They're home versus Dallas. On Tuesday, they're home versus Denver on Friday, and then they're home versus Minnesota Saturday. So uh, three games at home for the Pelicans this week. Ah, Reggie did not play at all this weekend. They did. They've won six straight games now, uh, including, uh, like I said, beating the Pelicans one hundred four to one hundred one on Friday. He uh, and then on Sunday yesterday won one hundred seven to one hundred four, but he uh, did not play. Coach's decision in both those. So we hope till we hope uh, he gets a chance to get back in that lineup. 
they play Friday at the L.A. Clippers at 10.30 and then at L.A. Lakers on Sunday at 9.30. So they've got, what, uh, six days off. They're off for five or, what, for four more days here, but uh, five or six days between games. So uh, hopefully hopefully uh, Reggie uh, gets back into that lineup. How about Damian Dunn and Houston? They improved to 2-0 on Saturday when they took on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, the Cougars of Houston won 82-50. to uh, Double D came off the bench. He scored five points. He added a rebound and two steals in 10 minutes. They are home versus Stetson today at 8 o'clock. Uh, you can watch that on ESPN+. And then they're home versus Towson on uh ESPN 2 at 630 uh, later on this week, too. So uh, that's Damian Dunn in Houston. How about Dontres Styles and Georgetown? Man, I actually watched that game uh, on Saturday or watched uh, pretty much the entire second half of that game. Uh, they lost a tough one uh, to Holy Cross, 68-67. They pretty much led that game the whole way, just fell apart there at the end. Now, Trez started the game for the Hoyas, played 23 minutes. He had seven points, two rebounds, and a block shot in that game. And uh, the final play of the game was designed for him. Uh, the inbounds guy, though, was not able to get it to Trez. They uh, knocked it away. But, uh, man, just so good to see Trez. I hate that they lost, but good to see Trez uh, contributing and uh, and did a pretty good job, like I said. Uh, seven points, two rebounds on a block shot. Jerry Stackhouse Vanderbilt, they won at home versus USC Upstate Friday, 74-67. to Bouncing back from that upset against, uh, was it Pembroke or who did they? They lost to somebody in the first game of the season. Uh, but bounced back and won 74-67. to They have a couple of home games this week. They play UNC Greensboro tomorrow night at 8. That's going to be on the SEC Network. And then they're home versus Central Arkansas Friday at 7 o'clock. And then Friday, or and then finally, uh, Isaac Parsons, Jeremy Dixon, and Maji Dodd, they started the weekend with a couple of games up in Institute, West Virginia, as uh, they lost to uh, West Virginia State Friday, 74-67. to However, IP, man, was incredible. 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, led all scorers uh, in that game. Did a very, very good job. Jeremy had 10 points, three rebounds, and assists coming off the bench. And then Amaji Dodd had two points, three rebounds, and two block shots. He fouled out, though, late in that game, and that cost them. They played Saturday at uh, at Davis and Elkins. They won that game 76-73. to uh, so they're now one and one overall. Isaac again led all scorers uh, on uh, uh, Saturday. Had 19 points in that game. He was three of four from the three point line. He had three rebounds, three assists in that game, and uh, like I said, started the game and did very well. Amaji had uh, six points, three rebounds, and an assist uh, and two steals too in the win. And uh, Jeremy Dixon came off the bench. He had five points. Uh, a rebound, or I'm sorry, uh, five points, two rebounds, and an assist in that game, too. So congratulations to uh, Winston-Salem State. That was a uh, a pretty good win for them against Davis and Elkins. How about tomorrow night in Winston? They play their first game of the year. Man, if I could get to that game, I would because that's going to be a lot of fun. They take on the University of Mount Olive. Uh, you know, if you listen to TGIF with IP on Friday, you heard him talking about how excited he is about that. He'll be taking on a uh, at least one Kenson player, and there might be two Kenson players on UMO. But uh, that game will be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You can watch it. Go to the Winston-Salem State website and just click on watch, and you'll be able to uh, watch that game. 
And then uh, they played uh, University of Mount Olive this coming Tuesday, and then they turn around on Saturday. And Sunday, they will be traveling to Uncasville, Connecticut, to take part in the Chris Paul HBCU tip-off challenge. They take on Tuskegee University uh, at 8 o'clock on Saturday, and then uh, they turn around, they'll play either at 6 o'clock or 8.30 p.m. on Sunday in the championship of the Chris Paul HBCU tip-off challenge. Whew. Guys, I've been going 27 minutes straight here. This has been a fun uh, start to the show. I'm tired of talking, though. We need to get uh, we need to get our good friend uh, Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us. So let us do that. But while we do that, let me tell you about – we were talking about all our day one sponsors. Let me tell you about Rendell Parrot Academy. It is the largest independent non-sectarian – College Prep School in our region is located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. It draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, New Bern, Jacksonville, Goldsboro, Vanceboro, everywhere Rendell Parrot Academy draws students from. Uh, they receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenson. And again, as I said earlier, thank you so much to Arundel Parrot Academy for being one of our day ones. And joining me on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line right now, Mark, I'm going to need you to uh, step up and carry me a little bit here, man. Uh, I've I've been going nonstop for 29 minutes, man. How are you today, dude? Mark Panicelli, are you there? Hello. Ah, you know what? You know what helps? If I unmute the line, I found that I can listen to my uh, <laughs> to my visiting caller, you know? So, uh, hey, you're unmuted now. Let's try. <clears throat> Take two. Mark Panicelli, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing great. It sounds like you're doing great today. Just all, firing all off cylinders on Monday. Dude, let me tell you something. We are... It's a, it's a, uh, we're hitting that sweet spot now. You know I mean? I wish we had some teams in the state playoffs and football like you do. I think you've still got two teams left, uh, going into the third round of the state playoffs. We lost all ours either in the regular season or in the first round of the playoffs. But you know what, man, we got, we've got the sport that God himself created that, you know, came down and touched himself in basketball, man. My favorite time of the season, everybody in high school starts playing here within the next, uh, seven, eight days. Uh, dude, ECU basketball's rolling. My my Cavahoos are having a good time. And I got to start. Who knew that you and I would start our talk here, our conversation here today? But I'm doing this for you, Mr. Clemens. How about the NC State women taking out Connecticut over the weekend? <laughs> I did not think we were going here. I don't have this in my notes. No, that was great. <laughs> what a great win yesterday by by the NC State women. And, uh, you know, congratulations uh, to them. A, a fantastic win. And, uh, and, and hey, the, the Wolfpack football team is rolling along as well. So it's, it was a good, a good weekend to be a Wolfpack. Uh, hey. Wait, wait, is that right? I think a Wolfie. Be a whole Wolfpack? A Wolfie, there you go. <laughs> That's what yeah, I call I got to get this right. I got to get this right. My daughter's going to NC State, so I have to get used to all the Wolf slang. Wow. So, that's right. Well, That's yeah, right. yeah. You do need to get that ready then, because uh, hey, you you have told two five two ESPN and all the folks down there you need a raise since your daughter is now going to to college, <laughs> right? Yes. yes. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. College. <laughs> That's awesome. Mark Panicelli joining us here this morning. And I don't even know, man, which direction you want to go next, dude. Uh, I got to tell you, I'll tell you this. I miss your dolphins not playing. And it's because I've got Tua on like three of my teams. And so I had to put in or three of my fantasy teams. So I had to put him or, you know, get people to replace him. And mm. I didn't do a good job. Uh, other than I did pick up Josh Dobbs on one team. And he helped with that team. But, dude, uh, I got to tell you, man, I missed your high-flying Dolphins yesterday. Mm. Well, I didn't miss the anxiety and stress that they sometimes <laughs> bring me on Sunday. But uh, it was it was a good Sunday. And um, and and especially to, to correct my wrong from last week, let me just tell you, you had a great week on our pick six segment. Dude, uh, so I, 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 I don't even I want I, I don't care if we okay. spoil it. I don't care if we spoil it or not. Tell me. Tell everybody how I did because I, I really don't know. <laughs> you went four and two this weekend. Yeah, baby. So, uh, two, two and one in college and two and one in the pros. Uh, so you did well and you beat me. I did the exact opposite, one and two uh, and one and two. So uh, So you made up some ground. As far as that goes, and remember last week, for people that don't know and don't follow the home and home, I was here last week, and apparently it was confirmed to me <laughs> that I did say, yes, uh, you had a good week, only to two days later reveal to Brian that he did not have a good week, which was just terrible on my part. But you did great. You did, you did, you did great yesterday. So I unfortunately did not. Uh, so... Um, but, but, but I'm, you know, Dolphins not there. The Panthers weren't there also. That was, you know, we got, to, but, but they made sure to give us the Cowboys, our local. Now, mind you, I, 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 I have the Sunday ticket, but that being said, I saw that the local, uh, with the, with the Commander Seahawks game on at the same time, why did we, why did they feel the need for us to watch Cowboys die? Especially, Why? especially when it was like forty-nine to seventeen, and it wasn't even that close, wasn't it? Forty-two to three at one point, or something yes. insane like that. Uh, no, no, no. I'm with you, dude. I mean, th the natural base here for how many years until the Panthers came back in '96 was we were a Washington football team uh, place, and, and on top of all that, too, it was a great game. It was a good game. I mean, I don't understand why they – anyway, anyway, I listen, who am I to try to guess about the NFL? Let's look at some of these games, dude, and I wanted to start, dude, are the Detroit Lions for real? I mean, they go to Los Angeles. They beat the Chargers 41-38. to What, a field goal at the at, – in the final moments, uh, give the Lions a win? Hey, we do it every week, man, and we're <laughs> – we picked the, the team that, you know, I think we didn't – who did we talk about last week, dude? The that, Ravens. The <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> and tell everybody what happened to the Ravens yesterday. They lost. We said we should go ahead and christen them so they could go ahead and lose, and they did. Actually, lose to the, bar, to the Browns yesterday so you're trying to put the lions on blast now no i really to, don't uh, because i like the lions i don't want to hurt them because i i really like what they're doing there but dude can you believe mark panicelli we live in a world where the detroit lions are seven and two we do we we, we live in a world and uh they are if if the eagles slip up uh, we could see the Lions have home field advantage in the playoffs, which would be absolutely insane. Uh, the 49ers are back. 
that was the game that both of us got wrong yesterday, uh, by the way. We both bid into the the big Jacksonville Jaguars uh, pie and, and found out that it was not good. And, uh, and that the 49ers are back, baby. So uh, maybe they'll have something to say. But I'm with you on the lines that, you know, but, but, it was the Chargers. I think we just have to sort of, uh, you know, temper our enthusiasm a little bit because the the, the Chargers, I, I don't know how to read them. I mean, sometimes I think they're good. And then if you look at their record, it says they're, they're, they're mediocre. So um, they have been playing better. Uh, but the Lions, it's just, it's fun. As I've said, I don't know how, unless, unless you're some sort of fan of the, of one of those, NFC North teams and you just don't like the Lions, I don't know how you can't not love them because they are the lovable losers. They're the they're what the Cubs were, the Red Sox were before they won their championships. They are the team that, you know, again, I think they've got one playoff win in the last 50 years. God. Like, I, you, you think you've had a bad time as a fan <laughs> of your sports team? If you've been, a, and I know a couple of Detroit Lions fans, I mean, that's loyalty. That is, I love that team, and they haven't won. Uh, like one, they've, they've only won one playoff. They haven't won a championship since 1957. Uh, so I, I, I love them. They've got this coach that at first comes across so cheesy, but, you know, it, it sort of it gets stuck in you. You know, it's, uh, I, I love the team. So I'm, I'm rooting for them to – to be good and to change the whole narrative of the Detroit Lions. And the only thing that's going to ruin that is the Minnesota Vikings getting so hot with Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Who would have thought they'd lose their quarterback and they look better uh, than they've looked? You know, they, I think they've, uh, they've been on a nice little streak here. So the only, per- the only team that can ruin this Detroit Lions parade this year is the Minnesota Vikings. So um, that's – it's good though. We need some fun in the NFC. The NFC's, you know, kind of down. And and when you look at the fact that you can you could have three wins in the NFC and you're in the hunt for a playoff spot right now. So uh, that should depress you, Panther fans. You could just just have three wins. You'd have been right there in the hunt. So, <laughs> anyways, there there you go. It's a, a long answer uh, for the Detroit Lions, but uh, but I love it. I'm all for it. Sign me up for it. I'm here for it too, and you know what? I did the uh, the worst sports talk host thing you can do. Didn't even really introduce you on the line with us right now, Mark Panicelli from Two Five. Dude, I just realized that, and I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was like, man, you know, for someone just joining the show right now, they're probably like, uh, who is this? Who is this man with the golden pipes on the Brian Hanks show right now? And of course, it you know, it's you, Mark Panicelli. But uh, Mark Panicelli, Two Five Two ESPN dot com. Uh, from Monday through Friday, 5 to 6, or on 107.5 FM anywhere in Lenora County. You can uh, listen to uh, Mark Panicelli do The Drive with Mark Panicelli, where uh, he deep dives into this stuff. And the, the best sports talk show or sports show in eastern North Carolina right there on uh, 252 ESPN. That's impossible. You're, you have the best sports eh, talk show. Hey, I tell you what, man. I've got the best <laughs> one that originates from Whitehall Drive in Kenston. How about that? All right, fine. fine. <laughs> there you we'll go. Be fine. Mine, mine is the best from 
from uh, from the colonial capital to uh, <laughs> to to lovely Western Craven County, where I'm at this morning in Studio B. In Studio B, I absolutely love it. Let's stay on the uh, NFL for a little bit, dude. C.J. Stroud, man, and Houston Texans. I, you tell me anybody says they saw this, I will call them a bold-faced liar. But I love it, and I'm here for it. And if you're a Panthers fan, you've got to be cringing as I'm talking right now. But I'm telling you, dude, is C.J. Stroud? It, obviously, dude, I think he's a front runner for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I don't even think there's anybody even close to him. I really don't. But, dude, it, he might be one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the game right now. And I'm not talking about three years from now, Mark. I'm not talking about six or seven years from now. C.J. Stroud is one of the best quarterbacks in the game of in, in the NFL right now, don't you think? Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's having a really good rookie year. I mean, he's right and, and really on the cusp. Uh, you know, I think once we break it down, I mean, where is he? Um, I, you know, he's on the, he's in the top half. I mean, he's and he's certainly playing a lot better than than some other rookie quarterbacks we know. Yeah. Uh, and and um, you know what's interesting in the Texans? Remember, if you remember last year, Lovey Smith was the was the coach, and they won a game late in the season that they knew was going to hurt them. <laughs> in getting the number one pick. And so you actually saw some of the progress that the franchise has made towards the end of the year last year where they were competitive in some games and then, and then they go into this offseason. And I'm almost convinced now that that maybe it was the Texans that spread all those rumors about C.J. Stroud. Like they wanted everybody to stay away from <laughs> C.J. Stroud and then they had uh, the second and third pick, and that and look, it looks great. Will we talk about C.J. Stroud? But Will Anderson is all is playing and starting, and becoming a disruptive force in their defense. And uh, and I think they've got a great young coach. So they've they've really um, again. I, I do think it's been a little bit of surprise, and I, I'm not. I was not here to tell everybody at the beginning of the year, look out for the Texans. <laughs> I was not that guy. So, um, but but if I had told I, you before I, the season, I did not see it coming. If I had told you but, before the season that the Texans nine games in their season would be five and four, and one of those losses would be to the Carolina Panthers. Thank you, Jason. Jason said, "Yeah, think about it, <laughs> what, dude. You you'd have had you'd have had me drug you'd have had me checked for drugs, wouldn't you?" Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's. It's a surprise, and uh, and we'll see if they can keep it going. I, I, I go back to something I said yesterday. Uh, as you well know, the Texans beat the Bengals. Yeah. And I happen to, uh, to date one of the most beautiful Bengals fans <laughs> that there is. And I think she even made the comment of <laughs> that the that – the, um, she was like, oh, come on, we're not going to lose to the Texans. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is the NFL. Like, you know, you just don't know in the NFL. And and here come the Texans playing like they did. I think it's that, that's the most impressive part. You remember the Bengals are kind of coming in here riding on this momentum swing of, hey, we've got things back together. Look out, AFC. 
here come the Cincinnati Bengals. And then, whoa, I'm sorry, we're the Texans. Let us uh, interject uh, our name into the conversation. I think that was the most impressive part that they did it. And as I said, that's why we're not, you know, you can look at all the C.J. Stroud stuff, and he played well for sure. But the fact that they played well enough on defense to slow down Joe Burrow in that offense, and I know they didn't have T. Higgins. I think that certainly played into it. But that was impressive uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, the Texans. And uh, I, I look, I mean, right now they're in the conversation. Uh, right now they are they are in the hunt. I mean, we, I was talking about the NFC in the hunt team, but the Texans are in the conversation. They're still – about half the season left to go. We'll see if if they can keep it going. But right now, uh, everything looks like that the, the Texans have made all the right decisions um, as far as getting the right quarterback. Uh, Will Anderson seems to be the right guy. They've got the right coach. And everything they did to build up to this has really put them in a good spot as well. Because as I said, you go back to last year, they started. they were playing good football towards the end of the year last year. Um, and, and now, um, you know, it's really, it's really humming along. So it is a, a stark contrast to certainly the way the Panthers, uh, have gotten off to this season and, um, and, and kudos, kudos to the Texans, but, uh, I did not see it coming. I did not see it coming. Well, but the good news is for the Panthers. Yeah. They have the worst record. They're the only one team, one win team in the NFL right now, but you know what? They're lining themselves up for the first pick. And, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they gave away their pick to get Bryce Young. <laughs> I do that every week. I know. I and it, and You I, do. You <laughs> do. But, but I want to tell Panthers because because what happens is they, everybody freezes on that. And, and, and I've, I've, I started talking about this last week, so I want to go ahead and just pick up and, and talk about it here. Yes, you don't have a first-round pick, which means you're not going to – get one of those guys who everybody thinks could be a transformative quarterback, a Drake May or a, or a Caleb Williams. Now, mind you, that's all potential, and who knows if either one of those guys are going to turn out to be anything. You still have – the Panthers still have a second, third, fourth, two fifth-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. You didn't lose your whole draft. Yeah. There's still some, some draft picks for them to use and to get better. And as I said – I mean, you're probably you're going to be stuck with the quarterback. You could take a late round guy uh, if you want to push somebody uh, as far as uh, competition at quarterback. But I honestly think they they need to put some effort into a lot of different places. The offensive line, they need the their wide receivers are terrible. But look, look let's, the Panthers didn't play yesterday. Why are, why are we starting this Monday uh-huh. off talking about all these painful <laughs> Panther things right now? Let's let's have a good Monday. I, uh, but, I agree but, whole. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Here's the thing that I will say because we've got to get some ECU talking here too. But if the playoffs started today, and we've got enough of a sample size, it's not like we're three games, mm-hmm. four games in. Do you realize the Houston Texans would be a wild card team right now? They yeah. would be the seventh and final team from the AFC. Uh, in fact, right now it's uh, the Chiefs would be the number one. They would get the bye. Then it would be uh, what Ravens versus Texans. Dude, mm-hmm. Jaguars versus Browns and your Dolphins versus the Steelers, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, and look, by the way, can I just say, if uh, Devon Achan doesn't get hurt, maybe he could give C.J. Stroud a run for his money for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But 
the ifs and ands, the ifs and buts. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What so, about? But, but but again, we're halfway through the season. All of those, all those, if the playoffs started now, things are going to be fun from now until the end of the year. But you know, again, it's got to, it's going to change ever so much. And I think the AFC, you know, I think you know, again, both conferences are going to, it's going to be interesting to see these races. But the AFC is so competitive and so deep. So it's like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if Houston can stay in that conversation because there's a lot of teams that we thought were going to, if, as you were talking about, if the playoffs ended now, there's a lot of teams on the outside looking in that we're, we'd be kind of surprised on the outside looking in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, man, I've got to bring him up, dude, with the whole tie, you know, ECU oh. tie there. Dude, you're talking about, how do you say his name? A chain? A, a cane? A-chan. A-chan. Thank you. Thank you. Dude. How about Keaton Mitchell, man? I mean, yeah, he does it again yesterday. I, I, they have got to figure out a way to get him more touches, don't you think, for the Baltimore Ravens? Oh yeah, I'm loving it. it, it it's it's always great to see a, a guy go off, and especially that we've watched so intently uh, here in Eastern North Carolina to see him go on and and uh, not only play but to play well. And and it, it gives you hope and promise, and especially as well as the Ravens have played yesterday. Notwithstanding, it was still a pretty close game. But you know, look, I'm I'm very excited for him. And 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 yes, I think you don't have to be. I think Ravens Nation or whatever they call themselves, <laughs> uh, everybody's something Nation now, isn't it? It's like yeah. oh, it's anyways, whatever the Ravens fan base. I, I'm sure they want to see more Keaton Mitchell touches uh, on offense. I think he's really been one of the big bright spots for them offensively this year. So I, I, I am really excited to see his, um, his blossoming in Baltimore. So in spite of the Browns stealing the show yesterday. So. Yeah. Well, i tell you what, man, the, uh, what the AFC North, dude all four teams in the afc north could end up going to the playoffs and i mean and again if the playoffs started today that's exactly what would happen i mean they're they're playing some doggone good football up there aren't they yeah it's the most competitive division top to bottom in the whole uh, nfl uh where there's no other division that can lay claim to that yep uh, and you know you know, we thought it was going to be the AFC West a couple of years ago when the Raiders had invested all their money and the Broncos went and got Russell Wilson and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that didn't turn out to be. And many people thought, well, oh, the AFC East this year, right? The Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, which, by the way, did you see, did you hear the news on that, that, that there's a potential late December return for Aaron Rodgers for the Jets? Okay. Um, I think it was Jacques Pasolek that was telling me this, dude. Hey, and uh, tell me if you've heard it. There is a conspiracy theory out there, and you know, I, I, I'm a, I, I love a good conspiracy theory as much as the next person. I don't know about you, Mark, but that yeah. he didn't really get hurt in that first game of the season. It's out there. Well, I mean, look, it's unprecedented that someone would rupture their Achilles tendon and then play football just a few months later. I I don't think people really understand 
Like, this is even bigger than, remember when Adrian Peterson did that ACL thing and it was about maybe four months ahead of time? And that was remarkable. Don't get that, that to me is still one of the most remarkable sports medicine recoveries that I've ever seen. This would, this would be like, they've got to, <laughs> you know, I hate those alien movies where they try to capture the alien uh-huh. and dissect him. They want to see what like makes him tick. Somebody's got to capture Aaron Rodgers if he returns and, and do some sort of biopsy on him or something and figure out how in the world did this man rupture his Achilles tendon and return to play? And you know, he's into alternate medicine, right? Right. I'm using air quotes here. So listen, if there's something out there, Aaron, that you need to share with us, some sort of healing <laughs> method, uh, I think the world needs to know, but that is very interesting. And I've got to tell you, I have not heard that, but in my crazy mind, I've thought that I've said that to people. I've said, if he comes back this year, there's no way he's hurt. There's no way he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Yep. I don't, it, you know, and athletes are, are so incredible because if you've ever met a real per, like or I say a real, a real person, you know, <laughs> thanks Pinocchio. Athletes, athletes aren't real people. No, uh, <laughs> if you met like a, a, you know, a non-athlete, a non-professional athlete that has torn their ACL, their recovery is insanely difficult. Yeah. Um, and, and the same would go for an Achilles rupture. And so, and these happen to everyday people, construction workers, office people, people that work in factories, et cetera. And so when you see the recovery that athletes do, it, it is stunning, but this would be, uh, I mean, where are, where is the medical world at to start talking about this? I think that's where we need to start. If, if, if he actually comes back, we need to start having medical experts on the shows everywhere talking about this. Cause I think it would be, I'm no doctor. You're I not one sometimes <laughs> on the weekend, but, um, there's no way that there's no way that he comes, but if he does, I'm, I will entertain the conspiracy theory that this, that he didn't really get hurt. Well, you'd I, have to, wouldn't you? I, you absolutely have to, man. And I, don't get it twisted. I know medical technology has gotten better and better and better through the years, but, uh, dude, for someone to turn around and, uh, you know, like you dude, it used to be, and I'm not going to belabor the point because we've got other stuff I want to get to here in a short amount of time we've got left, but it used to be, it, it tell, tell the kids out there, Mark, you and I are men of a certain generation. If you heard the words Achilles tear, that I mean, that to me, in my brain, it just defaults to you're out of year. It, it, that's what it that used is, to be. That is, yeah. See you next season. Yep, exactly. Well, one, I'm talking about like and, a full and, calendar and year. One, I'm not yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, one one calendar year. Yes. So if you if you ruptured your Achilles, say right before the playoffs in January in football, we're not expecting to see you until right before January the next season. Well. So. That's how remarkable this turnaround would be. Because if I think if I remember, the Adrian Peterson injury was late in the season, uh, the previous season, and he actually showed up at the beginning of the season. So he was just months ahead of time, which is what Aaron would be. But we're yeah. talking about we're, we're talking about <laughs> eight like eight months early. Like that would be in, that would be just crazy. That'd be like getting pregnant and having the baby in three months. Well, that, would be, that would be 
Well, I think that's what my parents, but my parents tried to claim that, that, uh, well, they got married. I don't even remember what they got married. I think in September. And then I was born in January and they just said, Hey, he came early. <laughs> and that was back in the day when it was frowned upon. Hey, uh, Mark Panicelli on the line with us right now. Uh, we've got a few more minutes with him. Dude. How about the ECU football team, dude? I mean, I know you are, well, I, you know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but dude, I am so proud of them. They could have, you know, just given up, you know, and, and had another blowout loss or had a blowout loss. They have now had back-to-back solid, solid weeks, dude. They take, what, top 25 team down to the buzzer a couple of weeks ago at Dowdy Ficklin. They go to FAU, and don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to say FAU is some kind of world-beating beating team or anything like that, Mark, but listen, they were st- they were favored, uh, was it double digits? or what, what, what did it end up being, seven, seven and a half? I don't remember. You, you know that a little bit better than I do. Long story short, they go to Boca Raton. They come out with a 22-7 to seven win, which honestly should have been a lot better than that if, it hadn't, if they hadn't settled for five field goals. But look, no negativity this morning towards the ECU Pirates. Congratulations for them for picking up their second game of the season. Your thoughts? Congratulations, yes. And many people have uh, booked a weekend at Boca Raton and come back feeling awesome and refreshed. <laughs> and that would also be the easy part. I love it. And I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> the, the uh, look, uh, again, I'll, I'll take it. It's a win. Back-to-back solid defensive performances in a season that's had many great defensive performances. But the the, uh, the the pirates were able to, uh, uh, to 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 win. And look, it was a field goal game. It was you know Andrew Conrad kicked five field goals. And I thought about this because when when I was when I was making some notes about this, I, I, I jotted down if you had Andrew Conrad on your fantasy team as your kicker, you had a really <laughs> good weekend, which is ha ha funny. But it got me to thinking, and I was going to bring this up with you because I know you love the fantasy. Now that we have, I, I, I know why we didn't do it for years before. But now that we have NIL and stuff, when are we going to do fantasy football in college where you could do like ACC fantasy or daily fantasy uh, for this conference? Or maybe you do national. Maybe you just do I've SEC. Got, I don't let me know. tell you. I'm I've, opening up. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I've got a buddy of mine. You've heard him here on my show before, Randy Caps. And I think well, you've met Randy. Who? I've met Randy. Yeah, yes. over here at my house one time. Uh, he has been in a uh, fan, a college fantasy league for probably a decade now, and that's exactly nice. exactly that's exactly what they do. I mean, it's it's set up just a, exactly the same as NFL is, and you can uh, it has to be Division One, but you can draft from any Division One team and uh, put yourself you know put yourself together a league like that and so they've been doing it for a minute uh and again you remember last year what was our big thing remember when the pirates went eight and five and but two of the games came down to miss field goals dude that the kicker he had five dude five field goals all over 40 yards yesterday dude I mean, these weren't 23-yard yeah. field goals. I mean, these were, you know, 40-plus-yard field goals. I mean, and again, it just – I look back at last nice. year. If you could combine the offense from last year, the defense from this year, how good would ECU be, dude? Man, I mean, if you want to talk about dreaming like that, I mean, it would have been it would have been a New Year's Day full kind of year last yeah. year. Yep. 
because 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 you, you yeah there's 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 just no doubt about it but and I'm glad you love and lead to you kicker because last year if you were a, <laughs> if you were running for office your platform would be first and foremost no more kickers we're just taking kicking out of football period so uh, I'm glad to see you all warm and fuzzy uh, with ECU kickers that's well, good Mark good when, when I talk to you I'm warm and fuzzy anyway okay. Well, okay. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, we've got – I cannot believe we're at the end of the hour. Uh, we'll spend our last minute here talking about this. Uh, catch us up on your Bears, man. They won again on Friday night. They're in the third round of the playoffs. Uh, how, how is football? You know, since we're, we're, we're suffering over here with no prep football, how is football over there in Craven County? Well, uh, you know, I, again, a great win for Newburn. They, they uh, had another home game this past Friday, and – and had a great performance against New Hanover. Uh, they're now going to travel to Cleveland, uh, which is Cleveland High School in, in Clayton, North Carolina. They're going to take on the Cleveland Rams, who are uh, undefeated, and they beat Leesville Road this past Friday. So that should be a heck of a showdown. It'll be the first ever meeting between the two schools. Um, and Havelock uh, got a win. It was a little close. Cape Fear was leading uh, late, but Havelock, uh, turned it around, and now we've got a rematch because the other team left in our listening area is J.H. Rose, who won again on the road, and now will force a rematch against their conference foes, Havelock. So, uh, so still three teams from our area still alive, but we know it's going to uh, that one of them, at least one of them, is getting eliminated this week, and at least one of them will stay alive because they're going to play each other when Havelock takes on Rose. But yeah, Newburn's still alive, and now. We're into the Sweet 16 round of each division. There's four championships, 1A through 4A. And now we are down to the last 16 teams in each of those classifications uh, before, uh, as, as again, we're on the road to crowning a state champion. But a, a, a great win for New Bern, and and we'll see if they can do it. Their first road playoff game of the season coming up this, this Friday. Well, good luck to them for sure. I can just tell you in our neck of the woods, obviously, like I said, with everybody getting knocked out here, but the biggest shock to me was Wallace Rose Hill and East Duplin getting knocked out. There are no teams. Uh, dude, it's had to have been 20 years, 25 years since there's not been an East Central uh, 2A team or a Duplin County team. All the Duplin County teams are knocked out in the second round. I just – they don't know what to do with themselves over in Duplin County right now. But uh, Mark Panicelli, dude, thank you so much for uh, joining me here, as you always do every Monday. I look forward to the – now, you're not toying with my emotions, are you? Because like, like you said earlier, last week you said that, uh, you know, I had a great week, and I'm all you giddy. You had a great and... week. You had a great, <laughs> great week. You won college. And you won the NFL. And you beat me in both of those. And you won outright this week. And you made up some ground uh, on me on the overall standing. So yes, that will hold true in two days when you join me on my show. And we will we will review it. And we'll have six more games uh, to pick for everybody as well, well. Good because I'm nervous that I you know we'll do our home and home. I'll visit with you uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, on the drive with Mark Panicelli, and you'll be like Brian. I added the, I'm sorry, dude. I added the numbers <laughs> up wrong. And I'll be like, I may have to drive to Vanceboro if you do that, dude, okay? No, uh, we are, we are, <laughs> you can drive to Vanceboro anytime you'd like. But that being said, no, we're, we're good. We are good at all. You, 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 you can, 
you can rest assured that I am 100% positive. Well, very good. Well, listen, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Okay. Absolutely, man. Have a great Monday. You too. Uh, that is uh, Mark Panicelli coming up here in our next hour. Kevin Albritton here on the Brian Hanks show.